0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the iFloat Radio podcast. This is David here at iFloat in Westport, Connecticut, and I'm here with John uh, Gerski. Is yeah, yeah. John I know you have Kane. different. Yeah, sometimes yeah. you use different names, but this is John. Do you prefer Kang or Gursky? For work, it's Kang. Okay, it's John Kang, so we'll we'll use his work name because (laughs) because he works, and we're going to talk a little (laughs) bit about that. But before we get started, I'm going to give a shout-out to flotationlocations.com. They are a resource for where you can find information about floating, so definitely check out flotationlocations.com for information about floating and to find out where you can find a float center. Near you, They have a lot of great information there, so definitely visit flotationlocations.com. And for those people listening, if you're listening to the podcast on the iFloat website, check out the iTunes site for the iFloat Radio podcast. And if you're inspired, I encourage you to write a review of the iFloat Radio podcast if you're a fan of the podcast because that helps increase the awareness of the iFloat Radio podcast. So more people will listen and, and discover the amazing benefits of listening to this podcast. So with that, we're gonna get started and John's gonna talk a little bit about his experiences with floating. To start off, John, how did you how did you hear about us? Joe Rogan Joe Rogan
1: podcast.
0: Joe Rogan, he is he is definitely someone who deserves a free float at iFlow. <laughs> Because he has referred a lot of people not to iFloat, but to floating. And if I put down the number of times people have come in and told me that that he is the guy who sent them to floating, Uh, he he would have a lot of free flow sessions under his belt. But he doesn't really need that because he has his own float tank. He's got a really high-tech one from that guy Crash. Yes. Float that guy. Yeah, he has a good one. It's a nice, spacious one, kind of similar to the ones we have here, but... That's interesting. There's another guy that's actually floating at the moment who also heard about it through Joe Rogan. And
1: uh, what was it about what he said about floating that piqued your interest? Chris Ryan calls him the patron saint of floating. It's, it's, you know, he's a, such a good, good guy for floating. So, so we um, have
0: St. Anthony to find things in the Catholic faith and then uh, and Joe Rogan in, in, in the kind of uh, non religious uh, faith. <laughs> Uh, would be the saint of floating exactly the
1: float faith <laughs> yeah and um, it's just something that I had never heard of which you know knowing what I know about floating now it's still the most surprising thing about it is that you know most people have never even heard of it or if they have heard it they just kind of you know brush it aside and don't really follow through with anything and uh, I was one of those guys uh, Joe Rogan would mention the floating in his podcast a lot and how beneficial it is and, and how cool it was and finally I, I just googled it Googled uh, you know, sensory deprivation in Connecticut and i float was the first place that popped up and you know great reviews and everything and yeah a great website with you know just good pictures and you know the, the virtual tour and everything's really cool so it made me feel comfortable with, with coming and you know um, it was magical from that point on it was all you
0: So now what talk about your float today since you just came down in you floated today what was your float like
1: today? It was a good float it was uh, It felt long which um, I feel like that's only happened a couple times to me where it actually felt long usually. I, I'm like, oh man, it's cut short. you know? um, I thought you were giving me a deal, giving me an extra hour or something. I was in there for a while. It's amazing how
0: time changes when we float. And it's a, it's a topic that I have a conversation about with many people because, yeah. especially people who float frequently, they start to discover how time is all and how we're perceiving it. And in many ways, time is really just like it's an abstraction. It's an idea. Right. And when we go in there and our external reality is is attenuated, it's not removed, but it's, it's highly attenuated. We don't have the point of references that we normally have. And so things move slightly differently. Yeah. Because just the other day, I floated for two hours and it was on the fourth of july we were closed and my friend and i were here and i was like let's float we were up here hanging out and i was like let's float i wanted to float and so i programmed it to to put the music on in 60 minutes or at least i thought i did yeah but i didn't i didn't do it right of course it's always good to examine (laughs) like well if you didn't do it then there's a reason why you didn't because everything we do is deliberate at some level yeah but i ended up floating for two hours and i didn't think i had floated for two hours there's definitely a point when i actually just came out because nothing nothing came out i didn't actually program it to do anything yeah so eventually i was like i think i've been here for more than an hour and i came out and had been two hours but the whole experience was almost timeless to a certain extent. Yeah. and But there are times when a 60-minute float seems like several hours. Yeah. And uh, now for you today, aside from the fact that it was long, anything, any other reflections on it or... No, I think,
1: I, I mean, I actually feel like I might have had some lucid dreaming or something because I really, um, you know, I was losing you know, where I was a lot, and um, there's just a lot of a lot of motion happening. It's kind of like you're saying there's no point of reference with time. There's no point of reference as far as there being a ground or a ceiling or anything like that. So I felt, um, you know, once I really got to letting go and, and just relaxing, I almost felt like I was, you know, not just floating, but, you know, almost moving. It was, it was really kind of cool. It, was...
0: it is amazing. I mean, it goes back again to reality and how reality is what we're perceiving and everything we're perceiving of course is inside of our skull that's where the center is of our of our perception All right and so even that float i just did a few days ago was kind of similar in the sense that I felt like I was being like jumbled around almost like pushed here and pushed there but of course I wasn't really being pushed anywhere yeah but that's just reflecting some things that were going on in my internal reality yeah but it definitely felt like almost like being on some kind of uh, I wouldn't say roller coaster per se but some kind of uh maybe those haunted house rides where you get in the little yeah. The cart and it kinda of moves you around. Maybe it's Disney World or something like that. But well, it's, that's
1: weird to bring my thoughts were a little more scattered today. You know, like a lot of things are popping up. So it's it's kinda of weird that, you know, with my thoughts popping around, you know, bouncing around in my head, I kinda of felt like I was bouncing around too. Um,
0: yeah, for me I think that part of the bouncing around relates to just having my father pass away recently. I can sense that there's just a lot of layers to processing it and mm. we don't always realize the extent to which we're maybe frustrated or having a hard time processing things. And none of that's bad, but it's just there's a lot of things that go on within us that we're not always aware of. Right. Um, is there anything that you can point out where like, where that jumbling might be coming from, perhaps? Well, there's a lot
1: of changes going on in the workplace. You know, that kept kind of popping up in my head. um you know, just stuff with uh, you know my parents and my mom. Both my parents just tried floating, which is pretty awesome. I'm really excited about that. Um, it's really cool to get them both here to try it out. Um, so you know that that was popping in my head too.
0: Yeah, there's there's a lot around around for you perhaps like there's there are changes and it's about processing those changes, right? Because for example, in the workplace. Sometimes we just need to slow down and allow our mind to catch up with the changes that are happening in, in right. something like work. yeah. And then when it comes to our closer relationships and trying to expose people to the things that we're passionate about, right. and sometimes they respond in the way that we want them to, and sometimes they don't. Right. And sometimes it's about slowing down enough to like process that as well, because yeah. when our expectations are not met for things, there can be frustration that comes through in that regard and floating and slowing down helps us kind of maybe at least in my experience find some sense of peace with it
1: yeah and it gives you a little bit of a different perspective because you're not right there um, sometimes when things are happening you know you're just totally sucked into that moment the emotions are everything you, you might as well be that emotion when you're there um, but to, to be floating you know you know exactly where you are and you're there with your head and, um, it's, it's nice to get a different perspective on things just I've learned just the past year or so that I've been floating, I've learned more about myself than I have doing anything else, which is pretty insane. It's, it's crazy to me that, like, I don't know, our normal education system or just, you know, the stuff that we learn from our parents, there isn't a lot of that type of, at least in my experience, like a self-reflective uh, emphasis on anything, you know, and to, just to stop for an hour and, and to, like, look at yourself, look inward a little bit, you know, you learn a lot about yourself, and that's cool because that makes life a little bit easier when you learn more about yourself and kind of catch your patterns that you're in you're stuck on it's really cool you earlier before you
0: went in i'm not sure if i am explaining it correctly but you said something along the line of like it's almost like soul healing is that what you said or something like like self healing yeah yeah yeah. yeah can you explain uh how that's been the case for you like what is it that that when I mean, you say you learned a lot about yourself, what
1: are, what are one of the big things that you learned? or Just to kind of get over myself a little bit, I think. This is funny, but, um, you know, the, we get so caught up in our egos and uh, kind of take a lot of things personal that, you know, maybe it isn't even about us, you know, and that, that's pretty cool to, to get that kind of insight from, from something as simple as being with yourself.
0: One of the things that you said earlier was how there are situations where, where we're experiencing a lot of emotion. We're reacting to something. Yeah. And the nice thing about floating is that it, it's, it's, it's an hour of being with ourselves. But as you know, it's an hour of being with ourselves in a very unique environment. Yeah. And that's the thing is that that environment it has been designed to not only provide a place for us to be with ourselves... But to be with ourselves in a state of mind that is very unique, yeah. it slows us down to a point that eventually gets us slower than emotion. And the way I kind of explain it, and I think I've probably explained it on the podcast before, it's almost like we're, we get to a point where we're almost looking up at our emotions, where we've slowed down below them almost to uh-huh. a slower brainwave state where the emotions aren't even happening. Right. They've been so... Tuned down, and so then, in my experience, it's like, oh, okay, then when those tensions are reduced, then we can start to see some things that maybe were clouded by those tensions, right? One of the things that you often have said is that it surprised you that floating is a lot more about relationships. Can you explain what you mean by that?
1: Well, that's another ego thing goes right back to that, right? Where it's not just about me, but that's like you, you, you go to float and you think it's going to be the most um, peaceful and serene thing, which it is. It's awesome. But you think, oh, I get to be alone now. I get to just be with myself, and that's great. But the whole time I'm in there, I'm thinking about everybody else, you know? Um, and I think that's a really cool thing. It kind of pointed out how connected I am to everybody else and how I'm, there is no me without them. You know, and, and it's it's a little cheesy, but it's it's totally true. we we all rely on each other, and you know from there, you know, I can go even farther with that. Say so, you know not just the people directly in your life, but you know the people all around you. We all kind of rely on each other, and we're all on the same team. You know. Yeah, there
0: was there is a a mother and a daughter floating right now. The daughter is an adult daughter, and the mother is a little bit older. But they were just reflecting on that how the adult daughter really helps her mother out a lot now that she's in her, her older years. Uh-huh. And, and it's, it's, it is very accurate because our reality exists in terms of how we relate to other people. We, we create reality through our relationships. Right. And so I think it's interesting that, that you in particular have really underscored that about floating. And I've told people that quite a bit and it surprises them that being alone for an hour ultimately is about how we are in relation to others.
1: <laughs> yeah, it shows you we're it shows you how social we are. You know, we're total social animals. That's everything. Even like somebody like me I'm, I've always been kinda quiet and kinda, you know, did my own thing and not I don't really like going out that much or anything like that. I always consider myself not so much of a people person, um, naturally at least. But something like floating, it's just it's 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 a part of us. We need it.
0: So now let's talk about that as a segue because even though you say that your job is incredibly social oh yeah <laughs> you have a very yeah. social job yeah because to talk talk a little bit about what you do
1: uh, I, I tattoo um, in Connecticut New Milford, Connecticut up in uh, Skin Deep Ink um, what's been, the website? Uh, SkinDeepInkTattoo.com KangTattoo.com um, K-A-N-G Tattoo.com, K-A-N-G, tattoo.com is, is my website it's a little shorter um, okay. I've been tattooing for about Three, three and a half years, I would say. Um, and it's a very social job. It's very cool. I'm in a unique you know, environment where I get to be around people for extended periods of time. Um, I get to work on bigger projects. So usually it's something that's not just uh, something you, you complete in one day. It's something, you know, the, the client will come back in a month when it heals um, to, to get some more work done. So it's pretty cool to be able to, to talk to somebody um, and get to know them on a really personal level. I made the analogy before, what's kind of like being a barber, or you know, working, at, you know, um, where we get your hair done or something. You really confide in your in your hairstylist or your um, nail nail person or whoever that is. They always end up kind of being like a, a therapist, and with tattoos, you're there all day, so you know things are bound to come up.
0: It seems almost more intimate than than a barber because, and I haven't had a tattoo though. I've I've been in the presence of people getting some intense tattoos yeah. and and the pain is a very intense thing yeah. to experience that level of pain and it's not good and it's not bad but but what it does is i think there's a kind of uh, people have to kind of let go of things mm-hmm. when they're going through that you're,
1: you're totally letting go i mean you know when you're getting tattooed by somebody on a you know obvious level you're letting go in the sense where you're trusting this guy to do his artwork and, you, and you're going to say, you know, I'm going to hopefully like this forever because it's on me forever. So that, you know, there, there's that part of letting go. And just physically, you know, you have to lay in a, a funny position, you know, most of the time, unless it's a, you know, an upper arm tattoo, you're most likely laying down or, or you know, hunched over something. And, um, you know, comfort sometimes isn't always the priority when, when the priority is making the art as, as great technically as it can be. So yeah, you know, I, I, if customers, you know, it starts off pretty easy, but throughout the day, it'll pick away at you. And um, it's almost like people open up a little more the longer they're there, where you because know, you really kind of build a relationship with this person, and it's it's really cool. It's a cool opportunity to uh, for me to mention floating. Which is I, I love that you know. Um,
0: well, that's what I pay you for, isn't it? To kind of you know, <laughs> insert that halfway through exactly. the session, and be like, you should really float. I mean,
1: I've been hiding little uh, the QR scan codes to the, the website too on everybody's tattoos. So they didn't even realize <laughs> it; <But> they're <laughs> walking good. advertisements for your.
0: Exactly, okay. you know, we're sent. You're sending uh, tattoo. I float. Uh, you know, evangelists out there <laughs> without them even realizing <laughs> it.
1: Yeah.
0: So. Now I we've spoken a little bit. A little bit about this before how has your experience with floating affected your work as a tattoo artist
1: it's it's been pretty uh pretty great i mean for one thing it it, it really made me appreciate the social side of my job i'm really lucky where most of my customers are great and you know they're, they're fun to be around anyways but being that you know i was saying i'm naturally more of a quiet person i don't really want to you know run out and meet everybody um it really made me appreciate the fact that I am in in the position where I can meet some really cool people. I've met people, um, you know, who who are in the service, who, you know, have been, you know, through all sorts of stuff overseas. Um, I've tattooed people who are, you know, uh, college professors. And, you know, it's just like lots of really neat people that I I would never get to sit down and have a conversation with otherwise. So it's kind of cool. I I really, really like that, that part of it. And I think floating, you know, Just kind of made me appreciate that a little more.
0: That's important because that sense of appreciation is part of the experience in a way, because when someone's getting a tattoo or having any kind of service done, right, that nonverbal communication is part of what they remember about the tattoo. Right. That sense of like you being you being Happy to be with that person. You being very attentive and interested in that person. That's that's an experience that, in some ways, gets kind of etched in with the tattoo. Right. I feel the same way about running the float center. I mean, I get to experience a lot of different types of people from all walks of life from all over Connecticut and yeah. the whole uh, region actually. And it's it's an amazing opportunity to to be with people and yet at the same time it's a lot of different people coming through and it's very important that a person take care of themselves how do you how do you do that how do you make sure that you take care of yourself at the end of a day of like tattooing somebody for like eight hours or whatever
1: uh well it, it's it's good to you know have something like floating to, to be able to unwind and relax and that's actually helped me with um, you know just other types of meditation at home that kind of thing that's something I've I've been trying to since I got out of school I've been trying to uh, be a regular meditator and it's something I couldn't pull off and recently I've been a little more um, you know a little better about sticking to it and doing it because I because of floating i try to you know enter that same state of mind where i'm you know uh, really calm and um, it, it's it's so helpful to just stop for five minutes and then relax you know and you have to do that because with my job mentally it takes a lot out of you you know um, and it could be pretty draining so it's cool just to it let's slow down it's important to slow down and just
0: reflect on what's going on, you know, between you and, and the other people, because it is, there's a lot, again, there's the pain, and so that can reveal a lot of things for people, and right. it's, it's very intense, and that uh, can be draining for you. In terms of being a tattoo artist, when your father was here that day, and we were talking... He, he was talking about your your transition from being in college to becoming a tattoo artist <laughs> yeah can you talk a little bit about that I think it's an interesting story I mean what how and why did you make that 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 decision to,
1: to, to leave college and become a tattoo artist I, I it was something that definitely wasn't planned out it just kind of it kind of ha- happened I kind of uh, stumbled into it you know I've always loved art um, it's always been you know uh, a passion of mine and something i've always done but for whatever reason i just didn't think that i could associate my career with you know what i do and that kind of thing um but you know once i once i realized that uh, i wasn't too happy going to school i felt i felt almost like you know wasting my time a little bit and i was i wasn't going for myself i was going you know for my parents to be honest i was doing it to, to please um you know the, the people i was around and to impress the people i was around and once, once I realized that it wasn't really what I wanted to do, um, I, I dropped out of school and I told my parents I was going to be a tattoo artist, <laughs> which, you know, in, in uh, most households would be a pretty scary thing. Um, I think in mine, especially because of, you know, having, they're very cool. My parents are awesome, but they're pretty conservative. So to them, that's like, you know, probably worst case scenario for me to say, hey, I, I quit school and I'm going to be a tattooer now.
0: That's, well, your father said something along the lines of, yeah, well, when I was in, I wanted to go into the circus, but but I realized <laughs> I needed a real job. <laughs> right? Yeah, a real job. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's it's funny how we're you know we're scared you know so we're we're scared sometimes of, of of really doing what we're supposed to be doing. You know, everybody kind of has, everybody kind of has their place in the world, and most of us don't even know what that is. And I think you know. <laughs> to do something where you slow down and stop and think you know oh, am I really happy like, what, what am I really doing who am I, who am I trying to please you know uh, it's really important that you are who you're trying to please you know it's it's uh the people that you love are very important but you know if, if you're happy those people that love you will be happy too you know they, they want you to be happy
0: yeah the, that whole idea of, of trying to please other people is, is a trap and because if we are setting our life up to please other people, then we're gonna be frustrated until we stop doing it. But the other problem is that we end up blaming other people for our decisions. And one of the things that people often discover when they do come to flow and they start to slow down, they start to see those places where they are blaming other people for the decisions that they're making and that's not going to really go well for relationships right. so in, in your case you had to take a stand and say this is this is who i am and in doing so you reduce your own frustration which actually enhances the relationships but oftentimes in relationships there are those times when people have to reveal something about themselves and and usually not always the case but usually when we are comfortable with the decisions that we're making, mm-hmm. then other people, maybe at first they might be like, oh, but they, they pick up on that sense of confidence and comfort right? because most communication is not spoken. It's the feelings, emotions, beliefs that are underneath that. So that's really what they're getting. And that's why I think in the case of your parents, they, they eventually... You know they were like oh yeah that makes that makes sense yeah.
1: and of course you're booked out like quite a ways ahead very lucky yeah I, uh, I learned from a you know a really really talented guy and I had a kind of a, a unique uh, in tattooing you do in a, it's kind of a old-school thing where it's a, you do a kind of a formal apprenticeship under somebody um, where you know they do the same thing in other trades with plumbing and stuff like that where you, you apprentice under somebody but uh, I really, I really like that part of, of tattooing where There's that sense of honor where you know you know, everything that you know you learn from your teacher or or you figured out on your own, um, and there's there's a a cool side of tattooing with that where it's it's really refreshing mm-hmm. to watch anybody work because you know they all have different techniques that they picked up on their own. Um,
0: now you recently increased your floats from coming once a month to coming twice a month. Why yeah, is
1: that? I can't get enough. <laughs> it's. Uh, I just, I feel like I have um, a lot more control even though I'm letting go when I float. Letting go gives you a sense of control for some reason. It, it sounds like a total, uh, you know, paradoxical thing or whatever, but the, the, you know, from, if I've learned anything from floating, it's cause the magic happens when you really let go and you know, just, just let it wash over you. And that's life, right, you know, when, when you just go with the flow of things and, and, and you, um, you stop resisting so hard, you know, things get easy and, and, and you see, you know, you see the beauty and everything.
0: Yeah, I think that the way I see it is that when, when we start to slow down, like we do in there, we start to see the places where we had the fantasy of control maybe on other people. Right. And so when we start to see that those are fantasies and we, we eliminate those fantasies, then all the energy can go to where we do have control, which is within us. So it, it reduces the frustration and actually enhances our sense of control of ourselves right. at an unconscious level. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Because, I mean, as a tattoo artist, obviously, you have to have tremendous control over yourself because you're, you're, putting these intricate patterns on, on people's skin. Right. And the more you're at peace with yourself, and again, I'm talking about the unconscious part because that's where, what people are working on when they float, not the part that they're generally aware of, but, but when you're at, at peace with yourself, then not only are you a better tattoo artist, but you're enjoying it more, you're enjoying people's company more. I mean, the whole right. experience becomes more fulfilling. Which So it's not surprising that you're so popular that's cool
1: yeah it's <laughs> really cool
0: so the more you float them who knows you'll be booked out even many months in advance <laughs> you know? so that's a plug you know for a tattoo artists. you know make sure you get your float time in yeah you
1: know, if you, so. you want to get clients you need to start floating they won't take they won't take it seriously otherwise if, if you're trying to talk to them about you know some permanent design you're putting on their body and, and, and you seem stressed out about your Traffic on the way there. If you're stressed out about your dog or something, they're not going to take it seriously when you're tattooing them, right?
0: They're not even going to necessarily sign up when a person answers the phone because that kind of stress gets transmitted even just in a phone call. Uh-huh. People pick up on that. Uh-huh. It's it's not something that they can necessarily point with their finger, but they pick up on that kind of tension.
1: It's incredible.
0: It is, yeah, but it's it's immediate. Yeah. It's immediate, and it's not to say that I'm perfect or or you know you're perfect or whatever. But the the more that we're slowing down. And resolving those sources of frustration the more we're able to really pay attention to other people and people can sense that when we're paying attention to them yeah so um but and the last thing i'm just going to ask you before we close out is you are not only bringing your parents but your girlfriend now floats yes. and you're sending other people here why is it? why are you encouraging so many people particularly it seems people in your life to come here
1: well, I mean, first and foremost, I just think it's insane that, you know, people don't know about floating already, especially if it's, you know, it was, you know, invented uh, as long ago as it was. It's crazy that it's not just a staple that's everywhere. Um, but, you know, I, the way it changed my own life, you know, I, I want everybody else to, to, to have that same thing. So, of course, the people that I love and care about, you know, I'm, I'm really going to egg them on to go, Um you know, my customers and stuff, I'll, I'll mention it to them, I'll try to drop it on them, and luckily they'll be back in a month, so then I can drop it on them again, and kind of break them down a little bit, but, um, you know, it's, it's totally changed my life in a really positive way, so I just want the same thing for, you know, the people that I really love, you know, my girlfriend Erica, uh, she took so well to floating, you know, she, she really, she really enjoys it, and, um, i'm really i'm really happy that i could have been the, the guy to kind of talk her into it you know i think that's really cool and it's really powerful because she's gonna um you know get people to float and then uh, it'll just keep growing from there
0: and i think you've both found it helpful even just for your relationship right? oh, immensely
1: yeah. um yeah it's it really <laughs> you <laughs> know like i said helped me kind of get over myself so it kind of <laughs> you know put, put me in my place a little bit and just step back and see things you know for what they really were and and not not so much the uh Emotional drama that you get caught up in, stuck in.
0: Yeah, it's about focusing on what's real. And I was talking yes. to someone earlier today, which is that if we can strip away the emotions and just deal with reality mm-hmm. in terms of what actually is going on, then we can find solutions to things. Right. And slowing down, like like what happens in there, allows people to really get to that place where they can start to see. Oh, okay. This is what's real, and this is what's important, and this is the solution. And that's a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, Tell people your website again Uh,
1: kangtattoo.com. K A N G uh, tattoo.com.
0: Great. Yeah, so definitely check out John's website, and he's a a great tattoo artist up in New Milford, right? Yes. And that's in Connecticut, just about 45 minutes to an hour uh, north of where Westport is. And then also for folks listening, definitely check out the, the review page on the iFloat radio podcast on iTunes and, and give, give us a review so we can spread the word about floating and, and, and iFloat and all, all good things. So thanks, everybody, and we'll see you at the next iFloat radio podcast.